be live here in just a minute. You know, hang on. And, uh, we'll be here in just a minute. Hang on with us. Everybody, what's going on? Big Matt is in the house. I'm running solo tonight. Dean's had some things he had to take care of, a personal affair. Had to be out of town. So, just going to be me and the birds tonight. So, uh, you guys hang on with us, and uh, we're going to have plenty to talk about. And there ain't no better place than other than to be right here on the Matt and Todd Show on a Sunday evening, on a withery, dreary evening. Guys, we're going to break down all the game for you. No need to even think about who's going to win or lose this game. We're going to tell you all the insides and outs for this title game coming up tomorrow night. Got some news about some transfer portal stuff. Kids still moving around. And, hey, this coming up season, it'll start in September. It's going to be the last season for the Final Four. It's going to be the last one. So hang around there with us, guys. We're going to have a good time tonight. What's going on, guys? Welcome back. This is show number 173. I can't believe we made it this long. Uh, it's just been a blessing and an honor. Well, we thank God every day for all his blessings for us. So without any further ado, uh, hey, I couldn't make this happen alone. We have to bring in the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> hold your applause, yes. everybody. Hold your applause. <laughs> Please hold your applause. What's up, Big Daddy? Not much. Not much. Having some fantastic weather we are um, in this part of the world, you know, rainy nice and cool. Yeah. 
Are you uh are you schedule are you working tonight or what's what's your schedule? I am. I'm working tonight, and unfortunately, uh, sounds like I'm working tomorrow night as well. A little bit at least. Well, you know, make that money, bro. Make that money. Um, <laughs> uh, we got we got plenty to talk about tonight, and uh, Dean couldn't come in. He had a uh, situation with the family in Kentucky, so he had to take off. Oh man. Yesterday, he's gone today, and uh, he'll be back probably tomorrow about lunchtime or so, be back for the title game. Uh, so, we can just say this. Uh, well, we kind of like the matchup. We like TCU and Georgia. Um, Georgia's definitely favorite to win. All right, guys, that's the show for tonight. All right. Y'all come, <laughs> come back next week, and uh, we'll talk about some different stuff. I'm just kidding. I've got a lot of stuff here. I've wrote pages of stuff from watching film. I've watched film on both these teams, and I'm excited to get into it. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll start off with this. It is a 12 and a half point game. That's the figures right now. The over and under is 62 and a half. Uh, and just to stick with that note uh, first, what do you think about the? What do you think about about that part? <clears throat> um. I would probably go with the over on the 62 and a half just by the way things went recently. And uh, as far as uh, the 12 and a half, I just think that's, I mean, when you, when you think about it, the people out West that are doing all this, uh, you know, in Vegas that are making those lines, they're looking at what you got. They're looking at your depth. I mean, I think, TCU has one five-star player, which I know five stars don't exactly matter, but uh, you know you can coach all you want. If you ain't got the Jimmys and Joes, you're not going to win. I mean, you know. Yeah. And uh, the quarterback at TCU is a player that, you know, just two years off of some kind of heart surgery, I heard. Yes. And uh, he wasn't even the starter on this year's team at the beginning of the year. He kind of earned the job. and. Man, he's kind of earned my respect over the last couple of games. He just, even in the loss, their championship game that they played, even in that loss, man, he was giving it his all to uh, to bring them through, but it, it didn't happen. But uh, here they are. They beat Michigan, and now they got the uh, the Bulldogs to try to keep them from winning two in a row. Yes. Uh, Points-wise, I'm – I, I want to naturally. I want to lean a little bit over the twelve and a half. I would. I, I think I could take. Uh, we could just take Georgia on that or whatever because they're gonna. I, I believe they cover, and the sixty-two and a half. I just got. Uh, that's gonna be really close, man. These guys are good because that's about what I was figuring. I was. I'm figuring about sixty-four. I'm so I, I agree. I would probably be on the over. Uh, final score stuff we'll get into in just a little bit. Um, now, just to really to keep it simple, I think those are things that Georgia needs to do. They need to be able to run the ball and, you know, to have a good chance to be balanced. Um, Bennett is has been accurate. He's had a lot of success. Um, they had a good game against Ohio State. They hung on. Whatever it is, they found a way. We watched it with the dynasty years with Bama and all these times that they had been lucky many times to win some of these games and good teams just find a way to hold on and, and to win a ball game. And that's just the way it is. Um, but for TCU, 
their defense is, is not really highly ranked and we'll start getting into a few of their players and how each player kind of matches up player versus player but and i go have a butt here oh furball is under investigation um mr anderson <laughs> brought that up to us earlier so yeah. we'll touch on a little bit of news and then we'll get back into the georgia and tcu title game breakdown yes um michigan is under investigation khaki pants had something to do with 2019 during COVID. You couldn't talk to players or you couldn't do this, that, or the other. And he broke one of those things. I don't think it's going to be a big deal. <coughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm dealing with a little bit of a, got a little bit of cold, man. This weather is just, it is what it is. Uh, Does that have anything to do with him uh, wanting to uh, ride off into the sunset to the NFL? I'm hearing. Well, he did have an interview. Uh, I think the Panthers did interview him. I, I I don't know. He says he's staying. As far as his Twitter account, he did say something in the means of looking forward to the 2023, you know, season. So Harbaugh seems like he's going to be sticking around. Um, and also um, transfer stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Bama has seemed to have been – scraping off their little bit of extras that they had left over. They didn't want to put them back in the fridge. So they just, they're just nice. Saban's such a great guy. He's just giving some of his extras to TCU. I've seen that. <laughs> Jojo Earl and some of those guys have moved on over the linemen. We've seen him and Sanders. They've all moved over to play with the Horn Frogs. Uh, what do you think about that? I think that uh, they see that they're better than anybody on their roster. So they're going to go over there and play. Yeah, yeah, that's – and they are. I mean, you know, um, you know, good luck to them. They're not going to be able to get any playing time anymore here. They they were a part of the team, and they were on the starting lineup, and they did contribute some. Um, Sanders stayed hurt a lot. He was in and out, back and forth. Bless his heart. I felt sorry for him. I think he's a good football player. Never had a shot got, with all the injuries. Yes, and he just – like when he got better, uh, then he got shot. And then, you know, and then something else happened, and – and now you got, um, you know, Mills Creek guy, Downs. You got these guys rolling in, the boy from Buford, the Haynes kid. You got some studs, man, rolling in from Georgia over there your way, coming oh, over here to play at the Bama. So uh, good luck to them. That, Downs to them. is the real deal, and so is the running back. But Downs, man, he's just a heck of an athlete. Yeah, watching him play, um, his football IQ is high to be young. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Does that just me, or do you notice that? I, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, or am I just overlooking into it? I don't. No, I think I think he's he's the kind of guy that you can put in any position, and he, and he knows what to do. Yeah, he's gonna lead you lead your defense if he's out there, or you know he can score. If he had the ball in his hands. Yes, I agree. Um, Kevin and uh, Eric, of course, Jeff's on too. Good to see all you guys on. Um. Hartman, he's at Notre Dame, 3,700-yard passer, 40 touchdowns with 12 interceptions. He's He um, he tied, um, I think, Tosh Boyd in ACC for, like, most passing yards and that type of stuff for an ACC opponent. So he's going to be a fighting Irishman for the next yeah. season. I assume where uh, Kevin Kevin noted that the uh, that Georgia's getting a couple receivers. I think they come a, they come a few weeks ago. But yeah. I think Georgia uh, – Receiver-wise, man, that room is going to be a lot better. I think that's an upgrade uh, going toward next year. And you're still going to have Bowers. That's, that could be really good for whoever steps up at quarterback for the yeah, Dolphins. Who, 
Who do you like for to come in and play for Georgia next year? Uh, you talking about a quarterback? Yeah. I mean, I've heard – now, this is just what I've heard through the grapevine. I've heard that one of the young kids, uh, the the guy from uh, Rayburn County, has been lighting it up. But yeah. if I know Kirby and I know how they've done in the past, you're going to see a veteran guy get a shot first. So, I think Carson Beck, which is the current backup, yeah. will be the guy you see starting at the beginning of the year at least. That's that's what I've heard also. Now, yeah. <clears throat> Man, you've talked about this before. I love the Vandergriff kid. Man, I've I really like him. Yeah, I like watching yeah. him play. Yeah, that's the the guy from Prince Avenue, and I I think Gunnar Stockton is the one that I've heard that's that's come in this year oh, and good. and been really good. So I mean, who knows? He he he's also they got they got all all those guys are good, man. So uh, don't look for Georgia to. Slide off any in the uh, quarterback ranking. Um, as far as some transfers right now, Florida State is number one in transfers. I think they have uh, 20, about 20 transfers. LSU is third on the bunch. Michigan is fourth. Arizona State's fifth. FSU's averaging on this transfer portal. Guys, they're averaging about 92 on scale of player. So keep your eyes out for. Florida State next year in the ACC to probably <coughs> win the ACC or oh man they finished out with a good year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, LSU too. LSU is going to be tough. Now I skipped a number there. See, I went from one to three because there's a number two team on that transfer portal. Does anybody have a guess who would number two would be in the transfers? Hmm. <clears throat> Colorado Buffs. <laughs> yeah. They might they might do something in that division, but I think once they get out of there, uh, it's going to be tough. Yeah, I look for, for Coach Dion to – they're definitely going to improve this year. Um, oh, yeah. With Travis, I'm curious to see how Hunter plays. I'm very curious to see how his son, Shamar, how he plays too against, uh, you know, upper Division One teams. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and he may be doing it. And I hope he does. It, they, I watch his channel. I follow him. You know, I watch him probably every day. They put up little five minute videos. Um, I enjoy it. So, good luck to them. And they're recruiting in Colorado. I mean, the last time they've been been relevant, you know, uh, nice man. Uh, you know, they what they split a title with Georgia Tech. You know, in '90, which was the, actually the last time. Also, you history buffs, an unranked team wound up winning the, winning the title was 90 when you know georgia tech uh won it so uh <clears throat> rolling on here to the next one benton brought up a a good point and we'll talk about talent georgia tcu talent wise four stars georgia only has 54 four stars tcu has 16 five star talent tcu does have one and if i'm not wrong i think it's their running back ain't it the one that's not playing uh, either the running back or, or the big receiver. I think the big receiver is a four-star, actually. Yeah, the Johnson kid, mm-hmm. Johnston. Uh, and Georgia has only – they only have 15 five-stars. So, talent-wise, uh, that's always the kind of the – you can hem haul around about it however you want to, but, you know, like you said, they got the, the Jimmys and Joes, and Georgia's got the dudes. And I think 
uh, first half was, you know, TC, you can probably play with, with anybody. Uh, Duggan plays with a lot of emotion. I think everybody likes his story. Everybody mm-hmm. likes what he does. And that's just this the nature of the game. You, you kind of instinctively, you kind of pull for the underdog sometimes. I mean, I no, we're not. You know, we want our SEC to win. But, you know, um, it would be a – a great story to talk about, you know, for them to win. So, I mean, I was pulling for TCU against khaki pants for sure. Yeah, me too. I'm not a, I'm not a hardball guy. Uh, tell us, Ben, tell us about Carter, the defensive front up there for the dogs. I think he is the, the key to the Brinks master lock for this defense. Yeah. Um, you know, he's going to put, he, he put so much pressure right up the middle and yep. you don't see that a lot. And, uh, you know, I felt like that uh, a lot of those Alabama teams that had those great defenses always had that stud in the middle that yeah. would just push the pocket, uh, take your center back through four yards, and just make the quarterback have to be uncomfortable. You know, one thing we saw last week, though, when we made the quarterback uncomfortable, he was able to get outside the pocket and extend and and make plays. Um, I think that uh, – <laughs> Eric says the world's against us. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's like a uh, – I see some, something online. It was like the roll, tide, frog, balls, something like that. Like all the other teams <laughs> are, are cheering against the dogs this week. But, but yeah, I think that's where we got hurt is when you have uh, those guys trying to cover for, you know, more than five or six seconds, and it just gets difficult. And when you have five-star receivers, you know, like we seen last week, wide open. Well, Georgia has eight or more, eight more, eight times they've had a 500 plus yards game. They're third in the FBS with 500 plus yard games uh, for total offense. Now, <clears throat> another key <clears throat> that there's no way you can leave out because this guy's the freak athlete that kind of he is the oil that makes kind of makes the machine run. And without this guy, um, and, and he's going to be a guy that TCU has not seen this year, and that's Bowers. Brock Bowers, um, I think he's got almost, uh, what, 900 and something yards for the year, 800 and something yards, you know, receiving, and he's a blocker. I, you know, you could even bring him across and pitch him the ball. He can run it, and he's uh, and he blocks well, too. I mean, he can get up forward, yeah. and he's a coverage nightmare. I mean, what linebacker wants to try to jump off there and cover him? Because it's just, it's hard. He's hard to cover. Yeah, I think I think it affect. Uh, I think last week was kind of a down week for him as far as getting him touches. I think you'll see him get more touches this week, even if they got to force feed him a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Um, TCU big, big, was, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, nah, it was gonna. It's gonna be big to see if we can get Big O back this week too. Because yeah, I, I mean, when you got him out there next to a tackle, it's like having a two tight end set. I, I mean, yeah. a two tackle set out there. Illegal. It's huge. Man, yeah, six free. foot seven, you know, two seventy or whatever he is. It's like another tackle out there and just uh, wash the line of scrimmage down. He's so big, man. Um TCU was five and seven last year, and we mentioned about them splitting Georgia Tech, Colorado the last time an undefeated un, unranked preseason team. Um now TCU is a tough running team. They lead the FBS with twenty one plays with fifty plus yards or more. Johnston is their money guy. He had three catches for over 30 yards versus Michigan, had 160 total that night against them. They're fifth in scoring on offense, but 
Sorry, I got loud there. But uh, Georgia is fifth in scoring defense. Uh, they got to be able to win the one-on-ones. And here's the thing. Here's a question to Paul for everybody. Can Georgia, can Georgia play man? Are they going to be able to play man? Are their corners going to be able to just go out there and play on islands? And they're going to be able to play with maybe one over the top and cover this um, – <coughs> cover Johnston and these receivers for TCU. That's the thing, you know. Can they play? Can they match up one-on-one coverages? Because that's how Kirby likes to play. He did it at Bama, and that leaves your linebackers and stuff free to make to make lots of plays. You're gonna find out because they're gonna try. Yeah. Now, Duggan, like you said earlier, he can do both. He can run and, and throw. He had 282 yards, four touchdowns versus Michigan. Um, is Miller ready? We've heard on Twitter, I followed him, and he said he's 50-50. Um, and, and here's probably a game kind of question. You know, can TCU score late? Yeah. You know, uh, fourth, can, quarter, fourth quarter of these big games has been dominated by the dogs lately. That's Yeah. Can they keep it close and, you know, like they did against Kansas State, except they just come up short. Mm-hmm. Know, that's the main thing. Um, a closer look inside for TCU. Um, we're talking about Duggan. I think the read option that they run and how they play that, they've done it well against uh, the Cowboys, Oklahoma State, and everybody else. That equals matchup problems up front for Georgia. Um, for all the guys up front, because between pulling and keeping it, I mean, you know, uh, as a linebacker, you got to guess. And that's just a tough guess. I mean, because if Duggan can keep it, he don't mind to keep it and take off with it, and they don't mind to give it either. Um, O-line is very big. They are very experienced up front. Uh, the Johnston kid versus Ringo for decent, for the de- on the defense there. Uh, you know, and if he pulls that ball out, he can take off with it. So, you know, does Johnston run off, you know, Ringo in some of the corners? Does he run them off up the field and then Duggan takes off with it? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm interested to see how this is going to play out. Yeah, I'm interested to see. Uh, I mean, I heard some comments in the media day from uh, Will Muschamp about doing better uh, against a QB run this week. There may be a spy. You may see one of those backers spying on that quarterback. You know, playing a little little spy game on him. Yeah, that, that's the thing. See, if you have to do that, takes the coverage guy away. Yeah, that's that's occupying somebody, and they love to throw. Now they love to throw these passes. Um, the TCU offense, they they have speed off the snap of the ball, and that's just you know that's kind of how they play. Twenty plus yards throws for Duggan. He's very accurate, and those little not just a slant, but they really had a lot of success against Michigan with those. 12-yard, you know, 15-yard slant. They hit him in the middle of the field with it. So, you know, is that going to cause – is that going to cause some problems, you know, for Georgia? Well, you know, I don't know exactly what uh, what Harbaugh and the defense of Michigan was playing, but, I know, you know, Georgia's going to play that too high safety and they're going to make you throw it in front of them. They're not going to – you know, they're going to give up the five-yarder. It's just, you know, I don't – it's going to be interesting to see how everybody matches up because – it's different teams, and I know, you know, everybody wants to relate Georgia and Michigan as these physical teams and everything. I just we've seen last year, 
Georgia and Michigan are different teams. You know, uh, I don't think Michigan was any more physical this year than they were last. And uh, we've seen how that worked out. So we'll see if TCU yeah, can hold up. Yeah, that's a good point. I want to, I can add upon that a little bit and talk about the Michigan and TCU game. I think it's a little off cuff and it kind of gives us a false sense of trying to pick this game because Michigan blew it two times for sure down the red zone. Guys, I mean, the offensive play calling by Harbaugh was like, I don't know if he drinks uh-huh. or if he's a drinker. I swore he was been drinking. Those play calls were terrible. I, I mean, that Philly special he ran, I talked about it last week. When you run that Philly special, I ain't going to break it down play by play, but when that right corner is playing in and he don't move man, he don't move across with a motion, catch he's not going nowhere. So when that ball comes back the other way, he's standing there waiting to tackle the guy. You have to check out of that. I, I just didn't like none of the play calling. Basically, I'm just kind of saying Michigan played terrible offensively down at the red zone area, and it made TCU look good. And they had two pick sixes. That's just – I just can't uh, – and, and talking about interceptions and picks, that's going to be a big part for Georgia defense. You just talked about how they like to play cover high. They'll play that split safety defense. They play two over the top. Mm-hmm. Now, none of them, they don't have to stop the run. That's the key here. Yeah. The outside linebackers can cover because the linebackers in the middle are going to blitz. That keeps those slants down for Duggan. And coverage gives the defensive line time to get home for Georgia defense because they can cover – when Duggan drops back to pass and he looks for that first shot, that first slant, when he looks right and he's like, oh, God, there's somebody in my face, he's got to try to quick dump it, you know, the tailback and try to throw it out there to him. That That's going to be hard, man. Duggan's going to he, – he hadn't seen just dudes, man. These guys play football around here in the South, and they're good. And they're just really good. Uh, Georgia offense, 200-plus uh, for rushing and passing. And like I said earlier, Bowers, almost 800 yards, nine touchdowns. Um, but that defense, the TCU, people are curious about it and how they play. They are speedy off the ball. That's what they do. They're a team tackling kind of team, that 3-3-5 defense. The linebackers flow to the ball even when it's a 7-on-8. Uh, if they're outnumbered, even if they're outnumbered, if, they're, if they got seven guys <coughs> and then they got you four corners playing out <coughs> against your eight up in the box, <clears throat> they're still successful. Um, they switch and release for the cornerbacks and how they their takeaways from those quick passes. You know, if you got a guy playing in the slot and say the slot will run an out, he'll run out towards the end zone and the, the end guy on the hash will cut across inside. They don't get mixed up a lot. Have you noticed, TC, you don't get a lot of busted coverages? Not a lot. It don't happen a whole lot. They're very smart. Yep. They're quick in what they do. They're going to get pressure on Bennett. <clears throat> now, um, that's going to get him off his timing. <clears throat> There'll be no places to throw in the flat, and there'll be no over routes and, and bad rotations because, you know, I'm telling you, they could push Bennett into throwing this ball. He he could throw a pick. I'm just saying that, that could happen. Yeah, um, I noticed in some of these big games, Michigan last year, Ohio State, blah, 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 um, Bennett's come out chunking it. You think this is a game where we might come out uh, a little more ground and pound? I don't think so. 
You don't think so? You think we come out chunking it? I do. Uh, I think Kirby's – I think they want to – and Todd, I think they want to set the mark. I think they want everybody to know, hey, we're here to play football. Yeah. Uh, in Georgia football, we play mean. We play cheapy. And, you know, those are things you need to keep on too. <clears throat> but Bennett's going to have to be settled. He can't just play willy-nilly. You know, he did throw a pick against Ohio State, just throwing some silly stuff, trying to try, trying to do too much. Yeah. And uh, running around the pocket and stepping up in the pocket and just throwed it right to the guy. Yeah, he 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 released it a second early. The guy was going to be open for open deep if he waited, but he didn't want to hold it. You know, feeling like he's going to get take a sack, so he threw it right to the almost to the defender. Really. Yeah. Here's a question for you with what you just said. Can Georgia can they be successful in that play in a play action pass? I mean, you know, can they hit that big play action? Bennett throws a good PA ball. Well, it's first time all year. I don't. Is there anybody? I don't think there's anybody else that runs that three five. So I mean, this yeah, is no. it's going to be different. It's going to be well, different. I think Missouri does. Yeah, and, and we've seen how that went. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can TCU defense though? Here's the big question. Can TCU defensively, we talked about them and their defense, can they handle those big linemen up front? You know, the way I look at it is if those if those three linemen cannot hold the point, the linebackers are going to be taken out of it because you're going to – if you get a lineman to the second level, they're going to swallow those linebackers up. You know, I don't – I mean – I think I think Georgia is good enough defensively to keep what even if they have mistakes, keep Georgia in the game. I think the offense is what's going to make the difference. I think Georgia. I think they're going to run the ball a little more. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not saying that they won't pass it because they're going to take their shots. I but think I think they're going to find success on the ground. I think they're going to come out. They're going to throw it some early, <laughs> and but I, but he's still going to be Kirby. They're going to win the game by playing defense and running the ball because it, it keeps. Yeah. You want to run the ball because you don't want Duggan to have it. If they don't have it, they can't score. Yeah, I got some guys that do uh, all kind of stats and and stuff, and they calculate from all the the main games. They a lot of times they throw the the smaller games out that doesn't mean as much. But TCU uh, rush defense wise, they're giving up. 96% of their opponent averages, which means if your opponent averages 180 rushing, then you're going to give up like 170, you know, 160-something. So, you know, if if you give up 180 rushing to Georgia, it's probably going to be a good passing game too. I don't think – I don't think you're going to – you're going to have a good result if you're TCU. And Georgia – you know, conversely, they give up 70% of their rushing averages. So, if you're averaging 120, you know, you rush for 100 yards, that's pretty good against the dogs, at least recently. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Edwards and uh, McIntosh, I, I mean, and um, and uh, Milton, too. I, I almost forgot about him. He's your bigger guy. Yeah, and uh, uh, Jordan, I don't know if you saw the ball. a couple of weeks ago, I don't know if you saw, but Milton – Stated that he was coming back, so that's good. He'll be back, and uh, that'll help that running back depth for sure. Yeah, and Georgia offensively, I guess a a last point of keys of, of getting the car moving and as you get going down the road, Georgia has got to keep rhythm. Um, they cannot get out of a rhythm. 
They can't let these. That's three, three, five. Um, the guys up front for TCU: Horton, Williams, Cooper, uh, Winters, and the Hodges guy. He's these guys are good, man. They're mm-hmm. they're fast. They're a hybrid kind of defense. <coughs> they're very athletic, fast and aggressive. <coughs> Stetson cannot turn the ball. We can't. If they go, they're going to try to rip this ball out from Edwards and McIntosh. They're going to be ripping the ball. Georgia can't put the ball on the ground. And um, the competition for me, and I watch those little things, the third quarter, third quarter, the third downs, those third and longs, man, don't get out and get there and get behind on, you know, on a first down, they run the ball, they get one. Then it's second and nine and they get three. Well, you know, now you got third and six. I, third and sixes are in no man's land to me as a play caller. We know they can throw it. And if Washington is healthy, which he was in a walking boot the night after that game, um, you can definitely throw it to Bowers and those guys. But um, just the – I mean, one pick and one fumble equals a bad night for yeah. Georgia. It can yeah. just equal a bad night. Well, you've seen, it, you've seen it happen to Michigan. Like you said, there were a lot of times where Michigan had their opportunity, you know, in the red zone and the two turnovers. That killed them. Yes. Um. And I guess TCU, you know, keys for them to win this thing. Uh, these matchups, man, again, I'll say it again, matchup nightmare number one, Bowers. TCU's defense going to have their hands full. But, uh, you know, what I'm always like to say in watching these title games, this always happens. Um, I'll, I'll relate back to a game of in the Sugar Bowl, Derrick Henry had his breakout game. You didn't even know who he was. Yeah. So I'm looking for um, the Smith kid, Arian Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, Washington, I'm you know, we see how if he's gonna play or not, and then of course, McConkey, yeah, um, I think I, he'll I, be more healthy this time than he was last week. He struggled last week with that. Are those, I'm leg. saying, was one of those guys, are they gonna be you know, nearly the MVP? And the quarterback always wins it, and I know it's kind of cliche, but <laughs> you know, <clears throat> Bowers, Washington, Milton. Uh, McIntosh, Kenny Mack, yeah, he catches the ball. He's he's one of our top receivers out of the backfield, so I, I would say he could be one of those. But he's a, he's definitely a matchup nightmare too. I, I don't. Georgia's got a lot of bad matchups for people, and I can't find. That's why if you you know if you, you know you're gonna pick the game, uh, where you know where's the bad matchups for Georgia defense to try to match up against. TCU. Maybe the yeah, big receiver TCU. and, like I said, kind of a scramble drill type situation. Um, Barbary and Johnson, that's their two hot shots. On There were two hot shot receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, but things that give Georgia trouble and it, it give, it give uh, Kirby trouble at, at Bama, the off-schedule plays, guys. Yep. The off-schedule plays, those are things that – and Duggan is good at that. You think Stroud's good at it, guys? Y'all, Georgia had a they had a tough time. And CJ Stroud, even though the, they lost, I thought he's the MVP of the game. Jesus that was his Christ. best game I've ever seen him play. I think in my life he was yeah. great. You know, there was a lot of people saying he doesn't do enough athletically, and and look what he did. I mean, he he carried the team. Um, TCU's got to have uh, Duggan's going to have good footwork in the pocket. I like watching him pitter patter and move around with his feet. Uh, they have to be balanced as well. Now, the left tackle, Coleman, they have to stay off islands. And you know what I'm talking about as a as a defensive guy between um, Stackhouse and Williams, and we done talked about quarterback. Stackhouse, guys, these three up front in the middle for Georgia, they're good. But <coughs> the Coleman guy, <coughs> I think he transferred to TCU. 
Um, when you get out there and you're blocking, you're doing your pass blocking, you got your hands up and you're shuffling your feet, man, you don't want to be one-on-one -on -one with these guys. That, they're just going to be hard to handle. It's going to be a lot for him to have to deal with. Yeah. Um, Georgia defense. Now, this is something I noticed from the game. I, I re-watched some of the game the other day. They missed a lot of tackles in the back. They would have free running wide yeah. open blitz, and they just miss. You cannot – they got to finish tackles and sacks. They cannot miss Duggan. When he goes to pitter-patter in them feet and he rolls out, and you got a free key shot on him, you better light him up. That's and exactly what uh, Muschamp said in his uh, in one of his uh, pregame things. In media day the other day, he said, man, we got to do a better job of getting the offensive players on the ground. we got to do a better job of getting Duggan on the ground in this game, you know. That's a problem, man. I'm so, That, that and, and Bennett, if not, don't turn the ball over. But that old gator roll, when you jump and you grab and you dab a guy's feet and you grab his legs and you roll, it, it, Georgia's got to finish on their tackles. And <coughs> I, I, we've been talking about how cheapy they play. And they play hard, and that's the way Kirby teams play. A lot of SEC teams play hard, play aggressive. Alabama did not play that way this year. Um, but be careful because we know the flags are going to come out, and that's something I want to talk about. The flags. How is the flags going to be, you know, piling up? Who the ref's going to be for? Because they, they're always for somebody, man. I don't care what nobody says. Where are the refs from? Do you know? Well, I'd assume Pac-12. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not going. I'm not going to disagree with that. I think the play calling on that last drive after that 30, 30 yard run or whatever from CJ, mm -hmm. that was that was tough. You just needed a few more yards to make it easier for the. Kicker. Yes, that's the little things. The little things aren't going to matter. Aaron, what's going on, Big Daddy? Good to see you on here and come by and chat with us here. Show number one seventy three. It's me and the birds. We're breaking down the Georgia TCU game. We're going through some of our um, just kind of last points to to winning for each team. Um, <coughs> and I'm coughing and my nose is running. I don't my. My head's all messed up, and I got a cold, and I've been eating alcohol seltzer. And, um, yeah, but I had a few points on to what you said. I mean, as far as uh, TCU's chance to win, I think they're going to have to force some of those turnovers. You're going to have to have forced turnovers. You're going to have to uh, get Georgia off, off stride, off kilter. You're going to have to get them to third and long and, and make a punt. You know, I think – how many punts did, did Georgia have against OSU? And, you know, you felt like as a, as a Georgia fan and as a football fan, I felt like OSU just kind of dominated the game. But, yeah, Georgia was just kept scoring, you know, and you look at all the stats and Georgia dominates the stats. It's like, what in the world? It doesn't make any sense to me, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. They scored a little more quickly um, when they would get the ball. Georgia can strike. They, you know, could strike fast. In that fourth quarter, it was – you know, their defense locked up when they had to, and they did they did their job, and that's how you win games. And um, you know, when you face obstacles like that, the defense won them the game that fourth quarter. They just yeah. they just kind of stopped Georgia. I mean, just this case kind of stopped um, Ohio State from scoring. Yeah, you just those one or two stops, man. Exactly. That, that makes a difference. Yeah, they held them to what a field goal in the fourth quarter. And I feel like when, when Kirby first came to Georgia, that was what you just said was not true. Georgia was not a quick strike offense. They did not have that ability. Right. 
and that held them back, especially early when Alabama had already uh, converted to more of an air and out type. You know, of course they still ran the ball, but I felt like that that hurt Georgia because they were struggling to put points on the board, and they were having to go against that Alabama team that could just put them up fast. Yeah. 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 Six plays, you know, down the field. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to have those breakaway receivers. You know, you got to yeah. have the guys that can make separation in, in the plays. And, um, you know, Georgia's good enough up front to make Stetson look good because they yeah. just are. They're good enough yeah. up front to give him time to throw the ball. Um, you know, but again, the flags um, – you know, that's something we're going to talk about. And that, that's the hottest topic, really, if you just be honest. The hot, the hot topic is going to be penalties because that's what we're all going to get on Facebook during the game and say, what kind of crap is that? Well, that's past interference the other day, and now you ain't calling it. And they, We're getting a shop job over here. You know, somebody's going to be, you know, or somebody's going to be bothered because the, the calls are not going their way. And, you know, and Georgia plays that way. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. If there's somebody – if it's gonna go, if if you're saying that was pass interference the other day, and they're letting them play in the championship game, I think that's the advantage of Georgia. I think yeah, you let them play that they're just gonna hold more and interfere more. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Yes, I, I think that would be the same way if you if you put any SEC team in there, they're gonna stretch yeah. it. Yeah, because you know these guys are going, they're gonna play hard and they're gonna get after it. And I'm curious, I'm just you know. That's a big part of it, man. Uh, I'm curious to see how the refs are going to let them play. Um, you know, Saban has said the game has changed so much that uh, a quarterback and the offense is, you know, it's just they can kind of get away with about anything now. These back shoulder throws, I mean, a corner cannot run through a guy to knock the ball down. They're, it's just impossible. Um, all the calls go against the defense. They've – it's a offensive friendly type game. It's, it's kind of what I'm what I'm looking to say. Um, so Georgia, finish on your tackles. Um, don't you can't miss Duggan when you get out in open field. Don't get behind on the chains. And uh, TCU for Duggan. Duggan is gonna have to be perfect. I mean, we've seen what Stroud done, and I think Stroud and Duggan are you know not the same kind of player, but they're both high caliber athletes. And Stroud played great, and they lost. So that tells you, Duggan's going to have to be great. And those well, off-schedule plays that I was talking about earlier, those things, that's what Georgia's going to have to be in, in awakening for him and be on the lookout. I'm reading here that it's going to be an, an ACC okay. slash Pac-12 crew. That should be and, good then. And the, uh, the head official is Brian – Sawowski or whoever that is, Sikowski. Sikowski. Yeah. I've heard. Yeah. His, I've heard the name. Um, I, I mean, I've I wrote for hours last night, and, and I'm tired of writing about it. We've been talking about it, and, and I'm ready to see the game play. You yeah, know, I'm ready yeah. to see the guys play. I'm curious to see how Georgia defense handles Duggan, and I'm curious to see how that three-three-five affects Bennett and their offensive line. You know, <clears throat> all the guys up front for Georgia, um, that that's what I'm – I'm a lineman. You're a lineman guy. Yeah. I watch the line play. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's, – uh, that's what I'm curious about. I'm curious to see how – because I think the running backs, man, they're going to get their yards pretty much. 
and Johnston and the the Barber guy, um, you know, and McConkie and Bowers for Georgia, they're probably going to get theirs. But, you know, I want to see how the big boys are blocking up front. Can TCU yep. just go out there and swing blows for four quarters and swing with these old thick-necked, old rough-necked old boys from South Georgia down there with a child backer, and he hunts deer on the weekend, he guts deers, and he shoots squirrels. <laughs> That's what I'm curious about. Can they yeah. play with them? a good old country boy that just plays football up front? Yes, big uglies. Yeah. I'm, that's where I like to see. Yes, Benton is not in the same location. He's actually in Paris, France right now. <laughs> he's, he, had to, he had to go make a trip to Paris. He's covering some, uh, He's covering football, you know, the real football, soccer. You know, that's what uh, No, I'm a football Americano guy. <laughs> oh, Benton was quarterback in school. I'm sorry. Yeah. Got Aaron. He was, yeah. Todd was the quarterback coach, too. I threw for uh, old time. <laughs> Todd was my he was one of my JV coaches for real. Right. <laughs> put put putting some date on him, you know. Uh, what calling are, him old a little bit, I guess. I well, I I guess I'm on. I'll give a. This score is just not usually. I can kind of you know like a, you know. Back in the day, Swami could take the, the old letter, you know, and hold it up to his head, and <laughs> he could read the, the scores. I'm usually, I, I mean, I'm not tooting my horn. I'm usually pretty close. I'm having trouble with this and with a score. I think, uh, I don't know, man. It's it's tough, too. I, I think we just that don't, I, Guys, these, these teams have never played each other. Yeah. We've never really seen TCU. How do they match up against an SEC team? Now they're playing a team that's lost like one ball game in two years, you know, and, and Kirby's got these boys rolling, and they're all healthy this week, and everybody's going to be back. TCU's fired up. They're excited to be there. I don't think they're going to go lay an egg. It's not going to be um, 36 to 13, Jordan. No. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I will I will go with uh, – I don't know what you have, so uh, it'll be fun to hear. But I, I'm going to go with, with 38 to 24, and I'll take the dogs. Yeah, that that's, that's as good as – I wrote down 40 to 31. Yeah. I, I think it may get up a little higher. You know, maybe TCU makes a run late and tries to get back in it. You know, Georgia gets ahead of them in the third quarter or something. And then I wrote another – Another score down. I wrote down fifty-two to twenty-four. These are scores are just run through yeah. my head. And, you know, you know, they, Georgia may go out there and, and you know they may put up. It may be, it may be twenty-one to seven in the first quarter. Just I'm saying, yeah. They, they may go out there and just try to show everybody, guys. There's no doubt that we're number one, and we're going to show it, and we're going to let everybody know. I, I don't know. I wrote down forty to twenty-one also. Um, so it looks like I kind of like Georgia by at least two or three touchdowns. Yeah, we we both like Georgia to cover. It sounds a lot. Yes, I do. Yeah, I would. If they score a touchdown a quarter, you know, that's going to be, uh, you know, seven fours, 28. So, you know, 30, they'll kick a field goal, at least one field goal. But I just don't, you know, in field goals or points you're going to have to try to put in, you're trying to think, well, so that means that TCU is going to stop them down there on about the 30 somewhere, and they're going to have to punt. That may happen early, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, as TCU, can they score each quarter? You know, they'd be about the same score. I, 
I don't know how they're going to – they usually play more better towards the end. We've seen how they played this year. A lot of these games, they had to come back to win. Um, so they're fighters, man. You know, you know, I've seen that all year long, but I don't think that's what you want to try to do this week. No, no, you don't want to come out there and just apprehensively. Well, we'll you know be all right. We'll come back. No, you get yeah, there. And that's what. No, that's I don't think either Bama. team wants to do that. To be honest with you, Bama tried to do that with Clemson that year, and you see what happened. Hmm. The worst loss in Alabama history. They got smoked. They beat them. What Clemson beat them by like thirty in that title game. Yeah, I mean they they had a pretty darn good team though. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <coughs> Thirty forty one. Are they going forty one? I just feel it's gonna be in the thirties, you know. I'm I'm with you. I, I like a uh and and I don't you know, they're gonna score more than twice, so you know, twenty fours and thirty six, forty one to 41-28. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll write that down. 41-28. I like Georgia to get up. And, I mean, these these corners and, and the defense guys and all them for TCU, they're pretty good, but. You know, if Georgia wins the toss, they're going to they're gonna defer to the second half. And, uh, you know, Kirby is – just like Saban and the fact that he wants to get that last score and that first score coming out. And a lot of times if you get that score, the game's over. Yeah. If you get back-to-back scores going in and coming out, it's tough to beat teams like that. Yeah. Yeah. So if yeah, if Georgia is going to kick the ball, if they're going to let the TCU take the ball and they're going to get it after the half, um, you know, there's a lot goes into – to that part of the game too. Mm-hmm. What about special teams? I mean, what about punting? I, I looked up a little bit of punting stuff. I, I don't think it. <coughs> they don't favor neither team um, terribly strongly. Probably not. Way. Hey, um, high scores championship. Yeah, I don't know, Jeff. That's a good question. I mean, one of the some of the higher scoring games was, um, Bama Ohio State game. That was pretty bad. Um, they beat up. They beat up on them pretty good. I remember way back in the day, what was it? Nebraska beat beat Florida or something like. They beat them like a drum. <coughs> I don't. I don't think it's going to be a, the world's highest scoring game though. Well, we like Georgia to win, and uh, Dean had a score. Let's, I didn't even look at his. He sent me a score here. Let's see. What did he say? We'll give – what's he got going on here? Seven, nine and a half. I see. Okay. LSU with Georgia by – he likes Georgia by 10, so – Similar to what we're, what I'm thinking, what you're thinking. Yeah, uh, 41-28, 38-24. It's yeah. going to be somewhere in those neck of the woods. I mean, Vegas is not – that over and under, they got it over, you know, what was it, 62? Yeah. Yeah, 62 and a half on the over and under. So, yeah, I don't <coughs> – they're not never really – they're not never really that wrong. They're always pretty close. They're going to be in the neighborhood. They – 
somehow or another they they got <laughs> they got the goods. They always seem to figure it out. Yeah. Um. What about uh? Before we get off here, I'll give a minute here of uh. Man, my nose has just started running. It ain't run like this all day. And just as soon as we got on here, 10 minutes in, it just run. <laughs> uh, Buccaneers, Falcons just drummed them 30 17. Brady played a quarter. They pulled out uh, my Bills, man. He takes off there 35 23 over the Patriots. The Dolphins getting back in playoff contentions. They beat the Jets 11 6. Steelers take care of the Browns. And right now, in the third quarter, the Redskins, I'm not calling them commanders. The Redskins are beating the Cowboys 20 to 6. Um, also, the Eagles are up on the Giants right now. 49ers are killing the Cardinals. <coughs> and the Vikings went final over the Bears. <coughs> Bengals 27 16. And the Panthers <coughs> 10 to 7. Um, and, and they got the. The uh, Hamlin kid at the Bills, I was watching that live when that happened. I know everybody, everybody's been talking about it, and I hadn't said much about it. Um, yeah, that's tough. I've never seen a guy just <clears throat> fall out like that. Glad he's doing well, though. Yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, God is good, and it shows that, um, you know, people can still be together, and, and people can pray together, and, uh, you know, the Spirit can still move on people and heal him, and I believe that it did. But, um, you know, I don't think we should let these type of things just bring us together to pray together as people and sports and the nation. We should all um, be more humble-hearted and, and pray together more always. Yeah. Um, let's see. Who, what's Aaron got here? 31-27 TCU Shocks World. <laughs> That's, um, yeah. yeah. You're going to have to overlook, Aaron. <laughs> He, uh, he, you know, he, he's been, I've been hearing him cheer for that Alabama basketball team lately. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're playing, <laughs> they're playing good right now. I know. Yeah. Uh, Bama girls were beating the Auburn girls pretty good a while ago too. But, oh yeah. Uh, FCS. I think Jeff put it up here. <coughs> the Jackrabbits won the FCS. Do you know that? Mm. They beat the Bison. <coughs> they finally beat them. I've been to say that's, that doesn't happen often. No, the Jackrabbits. I watched them play earlier this year in a the game. They're good, man. I mean, if y'all guys want to watch some FCS, uh, and it was a bad – it was 45-21 in late in the fourth a while ago. So, they did go ahead and win it. Uh, Jeff's got Georgia 52-49. Wow, okay, he likes a higher score. Game, okay. Uh, who cares about football? In <laughs> uh, oh, boy. <laughs> and a 12-team playoff. That'll be something that we'll, we'll, as the show goes on, uh, we'll start talking more about that one. Um, you know, uh, 12 team, 12 game, twelve different teams. Ben, Benton got deep into it in one night and broke it all down. Oh, yeah. We'll kind of work out. You know, I, I was listening to an interview with uh, the SEC commissioner, and he said that uh, the one common thread from all of the coaches that he's been around during this bowl season is uh, all the coaches in the SEC, that is is that they're killing them in the month of December. I mean, they're, they're killing them with all the recruiting that you got to do, the early signing day. Uh, you're going to have these bowl games that are going to be more now because it's going to be part of the playoffs. they got to do something with the schedule. Um, and also with the transfer portal. Being in that time, you know, that range, 
I think I think you got to make some changes. I think that, uh, you know, when he was talking about, they were asking him if everybody, like all the different conferences, are going to get on board, and he's like, they may not all get on board, but it's it's time for us to make some people get on board. There's got to be, we got to drive, we got to have a directive where, hey, we need to do these things, you know, not only for the SEC but the whole, you know, all of well, college football. A lot of people, hang on a second. A lot of people, I'm gonna let the dog out. A lot of people don't like it. They don't like the 12 team playoff. Who, I mean, I don't understand how you couldn't like more football. Well, here's the thing, and, and, and I understand some people's point of view, and that's okay. Everybody's got their own opinion, like, well, we got belly buttons. Yeah. Uh, I got a big, um, pretty good following over there on 24-7 Sports, Alabama, and, and Tennessee. Yeah. A lot of those people seem to think that they're our age, or my age, older guys, that it's like the second-place team getting a trophy. And I, I, I get it, you know, but. Not if not, they earn it. Not if they earn it. It's not. I said, well, I said, guys, I don't I don't see it that way. And I'm definitely not a participation trophy guy. Trust me. When no, I came finished right. second in, in baseball when we were little, I didn't get the trophies for the kids. Yeah, what's the trophy for? No, we lost. Yeah. Uh, not, there needs to be an incentive to come back and win. But in this 12-team playoff, there's only going to be one national champion. And it's going to be the same people, man. Uh, Matt, you know that. It's going to be the same teams. Yep. We there's going to be an upset or two. But it's going to be the same teams. Yeah, uh, you can go, guys, go back on YouTube and go back, I guess, a month. And me and Benton, we wrote them all down and then kind of played devil's advocate and who would win and who wound up winning it? Georgia. Yeah. Georgia played Bama. I think we had Bama and Georgia playing for the stupid thing. Yeah. But and, it is uh, going to be, but like you said, who don't, who don't like more football? Yeah. And I think it's going to, it's going to cause a lot of changes. Well, the, the, the playoffs and the new people coming into division is going to force a lot of changes inside of the SEC as well. You know, I think they're going towards doing away with divisions. I think pod system was the last thing that I heard, which I kind of like that because you're going to be playing everybody within a four-year span, you know, and I think you go a long time without playing Mississippi State or Alabama or whoever, you know. You're going to play a lot more teams and, you know, Fans are going to be able to travel these stadiums that they don't travel to, but once every, you know, ten years or whatever. So it's going to be it's going to be fun for everyone, I think. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I, I, <clears throat> Todd Todd hated it. Yeah. And the more I talked to him about it and showed him, and I I started putting the bowls like they're going to use these other. Um, because oh, the yeah. first four will be off, and then it's five plays 12, and blah blah blah. So that's four games. They're going to use these other bowls, and they've already got it laid out. I think the the next title game will be the Citrus Bowl, I think it'll be the Orange Bowl, and where Mama and Notre Dame played. And and it and if you don't pay attention to exactly how they're going to stack these teams up, man, it could get complicated because, like this year, if you did a 12 team playoff, you, you got Clemson in the top five. Yeah. You know, they're not going to be down there at that 10. They're, they want a division. They're going to be up there in the top five. Well, and, you know, your original point you was making about classes and kids, we have to remember these these kids are in school. And <clears throat> we'll use Georgia, for example. I know this. I heard a report of this, and you may have did too. Kirby, uh, they left Friday. 
on to get on the plane and go to California. Well, that's uh, there's a um, right here. I, I wrote it down. Um, where's it at? There's a time period. Uh, January fourth through the eighth is an open window for visits. Now, what I'm getting at is is just exactly that. <coughs> the coaches ain't even going to be here. <coughs> How can Kirby recruit? Yeah, can't when. The fourth to the eighth, the day was the last day you can come for visits. Today's yeah. Sunday, so these these days right now that we're in, these are open visit days because they did change and everybody said, "Oh, it's all free, nearly it's for all free agency." Well, not really. They did set dates this year, and there are certain times you can come and have these open visits. Well, Georgia's gone; they're not there. Kirby and the staff is so, and then you got kids taking finals. This is you know the week before, two weeks before, right at Christmas and bowl time. You got kids trying to graduate. Yeah, or you got freshmen coming in. It's all new to them. Um, so they're, we've got to do something to accommodate because now kids are really making money. Well, now they're legally making money. They've always yeah. made money. So that, that NIL stuff, that's why that NIL stuff has never really bothered me because <coughs> when I was at Bama and Trent Richardson's girlfriend and his two little girls pulled up in a, in a, uh, an expedition and got out with, with 22s on it and spinners. What? Yeah, huh? I just why, why is the only thing that I don't like about it is that there's nobody to govern it. There's nobody. There's I no mean, guidelines. It, yeah, nothing. There's nobody. Yeah. That, I mean, the NCAA they act like they care. They don't care. No, they don't. I mean, they. They're I don't afraid. even know if they could do anything about it. Benton, they're the. You're, yeah, you're right. Benton, they're afraid because they're these days and how soft people are, and you can't yes. even say certain words that people getting offended. They're afraid they're gonna catch a lawsuit. That's exactly all it is. They're afraid they're going to catch a lawsuit somewhere. Um, uh, I predict the major rule change before one year is up. The NIL will change. If Alabama dominates next year, everyone wanted NIL until Alabama signed number one class. Let me see if um, I hate NIL myself. Yeah, but uh, their number one class doesn't have nothing to do with NIL. I mean, they, they they've had number one classes without NILs. Yeah, and I mean, look at look at. Dumbo over there at Texas a &M, his number one class and 20 class people. Ever. In the history of college football, A&M had the best numbers for 96 to 97 percent graded kids, and they all left. Yeah. You still got to coach them up. You still got to develop kids, and Jimbo didn't do that. And um, and they added Petrino. Yes. That, uh, to me, that's like his – Bobby's back calling offense at A&M. His last, his last chance right there. I think if, if that flops, then they're going to be paying up. Maybe not this year, but within the next two. Yeah, I, I, yeah NIO, it's, it's not a – I ain't – look, man, when kids are trying to get, you know, get some yeah. extra money, and the kids that don't need it, like, you know, there's kids that don't need it. You know, that come up wealthy, they didn't need it. But there's kids like a story you hear like DJ Fluker that slept in his car in the parking lot. That's not right. I ain't no kids yeah. and they be sleeping in the parking lot when you got no. his jersey for sale in the dang store for $150. That's wrong. And and that guy, what was that last comment that you put up? Everyone hates Bama when they do something want to change the rules. That happens a lot. It does. Well, that's because everybody is usually the Bama's the trendsetter in a lot of these. That's yeah. just it's kind of how it is. And when you win, people don't like you. I swear yes. it is. Yeah, 
hey, look, man, um, I can't please everybody all the time on this little show that we do that I do for free. And if I can't make everybody happy with it, my goal is not to go out to satisfy adults anyway of this show. It's to do it for kids and to get, I just do it to get kids' attention. I'm not sharing pictures and doing the videos. But you're always going to hear Lip and Bama, oh, yeah. Georgia. Georgia's winning. And you're just going to have to put up with some stuff. Um, talking about Georgia winning, I had a question. This is a good um, idea. We'll kick this around for a minute before we get off. By 2030, the year 2030, if Kirby has won three more titles, if we'll say they win tomorrow, let's just go ahead and conclude. Let's say Georgia beats TCU uh, tomorrow night, national champions, and then in the year 2030, we'll go fast forward. If they have three more, that'll give him five that he would have been there for um, 16, 17 years. He's been. This is he'll be starting his. Will he be starting his fourth season this fall or fifth? He'll be starting his fifth, right? Fifth, I think. Yeah, fifth. Okay. So five years in, he's got two titles. So give him seven, eight more years. Say in seven more years, if he wins three more in seven, that's a dynasty, right? Yeah, because it's, it's, it's always, you know, what have you done for me lately? You know, my question in converse is, Give it three more years, and, and Saban doesn't have another one. What happens then? Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I, look, I'm not a. I mean, I, I I'm appreciative of Saban for coming and doing what he's done for the university. You know, I'm a fan of of that team, but I'm a fan in general of football. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I used to be wild when I was your age, dude. I was crazy Alabama. I mean, like I won't fight. Something. It's just stupid. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I just enjoy the game. And yeah, but I, he ain't got nothing to prove. If he retires yeah. tomorrow. Uh, you know, I'm ready. I'm I'm ready to move on because here's why: Saban can lie all he wants to and say he likes the NIL stuff. No, he don't. And he can say he likes these because that gives kids power. That's why he left the pros because he can't control stuff. He is yeah. Nick Saban is the guy that folds his underwear and his socks and has them in an exact place in his drawer. I would bet my life on it. He is a controlling <laughs> person. That's his personality, and yeah. that's why he's a winner. He, he yeah. wins because he's so meticulous with details. <laughs> I don't think he likes all this stuff. I don't. And, and that's why you know that's why players come and go because they don't they don't buy in. So he's I mean he's okay with them. They don't care, man. They don't yeah. care about the the process. Yeah. They want to come and get on TV. They want to get paid and they want to go play pro football. Yeah. It's over. It, those things and those things that you could sell in a living room, those little flyers and those those big quotes that you could use to say, you know, you could come play for me. Well, I don't know if you'll get to play this year, but you you can you can work against the best guys in the league. That works sometimes. Mm-hmm. Kids now, like that kid from Miami High School, the number one all over the nation, I still don't know if he's committed yet. I, I got tired of looking because he, he was supposed to commit one day and he, he pulled out and didn't do the interview. These kids don't care about that stuff. So what I'm saying is I don't have a big problem if Saban moves on and when you get a younger kind of coach that can fit in with what's going on today. Because Kirby is. Kirby is my age. He's 47. Yeah. He he grew up in the 80s as a kid, and he's in touch with the kids there at Georgia because he grew up in that area, and he knows what it's like to be a dog. And that's what you want. I'm, I'm a, If Saban retires tomorrow. But I guess my other question was, if you win a dynasty, you have to win five. 
you have to win five titles to be a dynasty in what amount of time i've always been told it was 10 years yeah i i feel like that it, it's getting harder to harder to win i mean that's why we i mean you hear kirby talk appreciates what he's got and you know just the sheer fact that tcu's in the championship that tells me it's getting harder to win well transfer portals has changed the game now because you got kids that well, if they don't get to play and they're good, like well, like JoJo Earl, he's good. He's gonna go play at TCU now. Yeah, they're just they're spread around more. Didn't Saban say that he if he had started playing college football players, that uh, he would be done? And I'm thinking <coughs> one more title and he'd be ready to hang it up and give him to bring it on to the next head coach, stay along to set the program up. And I heard this, and this is a stupid comment. Y'all can laugh at me. That's fine. I don't care. Y'all know I'm dumb. That <coughs> that's why. Kiffin had a delay in his contract because supposedly somebody else knows more about this stuff than we do that <coughs> Saban wants to bring in Kiffin that he has a, an agreement that when I go I'm going to handpick the guy that comes in I read that somewhere that don't mean it's true it's just a hot topic I don't know if it's true or not Everybody, I mean, you know, a few years ago, the big hot topic was Dabo. I don't know now, though. Well, I think the reason I like Lane for the spot, I guess, I, I mean, not saying he's maybe the best coach for position. I, I would think a guy would probably, an assistant from an NFL type team, would probably want to come to Bama. That is such a big job in a big school. Yeah. But here's the thing about Lane, though, Benton. He's the only one crazy enough to take the stupid oh, job. Oh, I like I like Kiffin personally. I think that uh, I think he's he's a mastermind, man. He's and he can and he he can handle the kids too. I think. Um, he ain't going to no NFL, Aaron. <laughs> anyway, uh, Saban won one with his coaches, and Kirby won. A natty lesson as a coach of the old St. Nick. And going back to back, Smart will have more than six titles when it's over and Saban will be done. Yeah, I, that's that's what we're just talking about, Eric. Yeah. You know, by 2030, if uh, Kirby's got five rings in 2030, that's the dynasty to me. I mean, you'd have to put Kirby's hat up there, you know, in the ring with some of the greats. And he'll only be, uh, he'll be like 55, 56, seven years he won't even be 60. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, well, I'm glad you got to come on and hang out, dude. We got Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Knocked out, and I knew you'd uh, want to come in and talk some Georgia football. And, guys, we went through our keys to success. Uh, when we cut it off here, you can go back and, and uh, kick it up and turn it back up there. Probably about 10 minutes in, we'll get into the real keys 10, 20 minutes. And, uh, taking care of the football, don't get behind the chains. And Georgia, don't be punchy too much. Don't get no stupid, you know, personal yeah. foul penalties and flags. Do that kind yeah. of stuff. Take care of Duggan, you know. And TCU, guys, y'all's defense is a little weird. It may play out. It may be to the best of them if they can cover Georgia. But Bennett's got to take care of the ball. I agree. That's about it. <coughs> <coughs> I'm gonna go get me some <laughs> the Oh yes, that's boy, that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah right. <clears throat> He'll go over there and uh, 
Saban's got so much money, he'll do whatever he wants to do. Nah, he, he'll go down on the corner and sell chewing gum, probably. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. All right, guys. We appreciate everybody for coming on. Benton, tell us about where they can find you at and what you got going on with high school basketball in Northwest. Yeah, we uh, we took a little hiatus a couple of weeks during the holiday, but we'll be back at it probably next week. And uh, you can catch us on Twitter, Facebook, um, YouTube. Uh, Wednesday nights we'll do a 7 o'clock show, Northwest Georgia basketball. And, you know, we're ready for the, the football schedule release. When we get all the schedules, we'll be – releasing those and putting some more football shows out. We'll have some spring shows. Uh, man, it's coming up. It's January already. We're, we're talking spring now. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm ready. We'll roll over and talk some spring high school football. Yeah, I'm ready for it too. Um, a lot of exciting stuff happening here in the area. Um, high school basketball, I've been to a few games. Spring Garden girls are good. Nobody's going to beat them. <laughs> and Turkey uh, um, County went and watched them. They beat Cleburne County pretty good. Uh, Sam Wright boys got a good win over the Spring Garden boys. A great game. Cam Welch hits a three. Time running out to send it to overtime. This mm. game is it's, – it's Alabama-Auburn. It just is. Uh, it's always good games. And I'll probably be – I think I may be at Gillsville Tuesday night for Trojans. Gotcha. Uh, taking on some basketball. So, uh, uh, y'all hit that darn subscribe button. Subscribe yeah. to the channel. If you haven't already, Matt and Todd Show, we're on everywhere. Go subscribe to Benton. You want to know about Georgia football, whatever's going on. He's doing basketball now. And we collaborate some through the year and try to keep up with each other, but sometimes we'll get too busy. Um, so we got an hour in, and we made it without Dean. What about that? <laughs> I can't believe we did it. I can't believe we did it. All right, guys. We appreciate y'all, and uh, we'll be back live next Sunday night, 5 o'clock. Sunday night. Enjoy the game tomorrow and let's go get them sick them dogs. And let's That's what I was going to say. And go dogs. <laughs> get them for the SEC, baby. Let's get another win. All right. Yes, sir. Go, uh, keep your heads clear and your hearts full of God. And have a safe week. See you, brother. Thank you. See you.